we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The word variance uh, in the dictionary is uh, the state or fact of disagreeing or what? Quarreling. So a quarrelsome person or a person that continuously disagrees. Always disagrees. That is called a variance. And you don't want to be, you don't want to have that spirit. Amen? Especially in the body of Christ when the Bible says that in the book of Acts that they were all on one accord. They had everything in common. They were all together in agreement. The Bible also tells us how can two walk together except they be what? In agreement. You will not have success at ABC if you're not in agreement with the pastor. I suggest that you find someone that you agree with. Amen. You need a pastor that you can have confidence and say, yeah, I agree with him. We are in agreement. That's a variance. And the Bible talks against variances. And we're going to go into this. Amen. Y'all, some of y'all know people like this. It's just, man, the sun is beautiful. Mm-hmm. For now. It's almost like, why enjoy it now when you know it's going away? Well, I mean, but can we have some joy in it right now? Like, mm-mm, I'm preparing for when, it, when it's gone. Well, you know, so many today are weighed down by the spirit of variance. Whether they are living in, a dis, in disagreement with the word or of the word, or they're refusing wise counsel, they are making their load what? heavier. So a person that has the spirit of variance, they stay away from or refuse wise counsel. You can't keep variance and wise counsel. The reason being, your variance won't let you trust the wisdom. Yeah, it wasn't that good. The, the, it, it won't. It won't. It won't let you trust the wisdom. Variance will block you from trusting the wisdom. While you picking somebody apart, you can't trust their wisdom. You feel some kind of way, you can't even receive it. So that puts you, if we're talking about a pastor, that puts you in a church where you can't learn. You can't learn because of variance. You're always looking for something to go wrong. Yeah. Another word for the spirit of variance is sabotage. Some people just have straight up the spirit of sabotage. If it starts going good, you're going to do something to mess it up because you don't trust it staying good. I know folks divorce because of variance. They sabotage their own relationship before it could go bad. I thought things were going good. I mean, they were, but I just knew something was going to happen, so I just went ahead and just did something. That's the way they think. That's the spirit of self. Y'all are laughing, and I'm 100% serious. It's variance. So if that variance is in your heart, you can't be in a marriage with variance. Always. You, you know I love you. wonder why she said that. That's variance. She can't say it because she does. She must want something. 
Oh, that's variance. Yeah. Yeah. You're just always looking for it to go bad. Can't enjoy the good because you're looking for it to go bad. Whether they are living in disagreement of the word or refusing wise counsel, they're making their load heavier. I just, I just don't want to live that way. I don't want Man, people have hurt me. Anybody in here been hurt? People have hurt me. But you know what I continue to do? Let people in my life. I'm not walking around here scared of people because a few folks was ignorant and stupid. Because the devil got in something. I was just like Jesus. Uh, I mean, one of his 12 was possessed by the devil. That didn't change how he felt about the 11. And there was a time when you was a goofball. Yeah, so if somebody just wild out on me, I might be hurt. But that's not going to make me distrust the folks that I believe aren't going to do it. And if one of them do it, I'm not going to change how I feel about humans. You can't trust humans. Well, then, brother, you need to go live under a rock in an aquarium. Because you're going to have to deal with them. Amen? I trust them until I can. I trust them until they give me reason not to. Amen. That'll wreck your life living in your head. Look at somebody and say, come out of your head. Proverbs 19 and 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise when? In thy what? So hear counsel and receive what? Instruction. Who is he talking to? Everyone. Receive instruction so you can be wise in your latter time. Having a Berean spirit and having a pessimistic spirit are two different things. Okay, now let me do this Berean thing. I, folk just, I, so folks took, you know, Paul and Silas and Timothy going to preach to the Bereans. The Thessalonians were entitled, like an entitled group that just felt some kind of way. They weren't really into what Paul was saying originally. That's why Paul's letter is written the way it is, basically. And so when Paul went to Berea to preach, these people, the Bible said they were more noble than the Thessalonians. So they, they were actually in a better position to hear the truth and receive it. Okay? Now listen to this part. They heard the truth and received it, and then they went and got into the word. This is what the Bible said. They went and got into the word. People try to flip this and make it like the Bereans didn't believe Paul and went and checked the scriptures for themselves to prove Paul was right. That's not what they did. Because what Paul was saying wasn't in the scripture, not all of it. They went and checked the Old Testament and began to study the scripture, the Bible said, to make sure things were so. Meaning that this gospel is real. Not checking to see if Paul was right or wrong. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So they, they weren't looking for a way out. They were looking for enhancement in. Does that make sense? So when people say Berean, that means, oh, brother, wait, let me go check it out first. No, it doesn't. That's not what that means. That means that when you read the word, you are actually taking a step closer to God to understand the word. That way, when somebody comes and preaches to you, it'll agree with what you know. Does that make sense? 
it's totally different. It's not this pessimistic spirit of somebody sitting around checking folks out to see if they're right. So you go into Berea.com to make sure a preacher is not a false prophet. That's not, no. That's not what the Bereans did. They received the truth of the word. But they did get into the word for themselves. I expect y'all to receive the word I'm preaching and get into the word for yourselves. Y'all got that? Okay, okay. Because I know that just went against years and years of teaching. Because folks say, oh, he's a Berean. That means he's in the word checking, making sure everything is right. No, you get in the word to make sure the word helps you. We should all be able to receive the word from trusted sources and not have a contrary disposition. The Bereans weren't contrary to Paul. They were with Paul. They believed what he said. The Bible said many of them believed. He was teaching something brand new. And he was teaching it against what the Pharisees taught. And so they went and got in the word for themselves. Like we all should. Don't make the Bereans any different than anybody else. These are just folks that got into the word because they heard the preaching of the gospel. Oh, I wish I could get an amen. You're supposed to get in the word because you, you heard the preaching of the gospel. Not to just check. Uh-oh. That's all right. Some folk don't even get the Bible unless they, they questioning something. Well, that's not why you get into the word. You get into the word because it's the word. It's good for your growth. That's not how God even told us to check folks out. He ain't got to get the Bible to check folks out. He told you. Their fruit is going to tell you. Uh-oh, see? Yeah, he didn't say you will know them if you go and search and make sure everything that you... He didn't say that. He said you're going to know them by their fruit. What are they producing? Amen. Acts 17 11. These were more noble than the Thess- uh, those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all what? And so they, they received the word with readiness of mind. They were in the Paul. And searched the scriptures what? Daily. Whether those things were so. Now it reads differently, don't it? Instead of, oh, they was checking Paul out to make sure he wasn't. No, that don't make you a Berean. I'm sitting on the wall. I, I have the Berean call on my life. So I just check folks out and make sure. Folk, boy, you got a miserable life. When are you going to enjoy the gospel? You the, the Christian police? Those folks try to call me, brother. You know, we know, I know you're a Berean. It's, I ain't no Berean, I'm an American. Well, I'm not from Berea. <laughs> Naming their church, the Berean Fellowship, the Berea. They've been going crazy. Those are, that's people in Berea. I'm not from Berea. But I do search the scriptures. Amen. Somebody, you know why somebody quiet? Because they had already went and bought I'mBerean.com and was about to launch their Berean website. List all of the false prophets by name. Yeah, you thought God called you to do that. No, no, no. All you got to do is check the fruit. You don't need nobody to tell you. And folks ask me all the time, brother, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about, what about him? I don't know. What does the fruit say? 
but with readiness of mind, they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. But they had already, they were already sold on Paul and his gospel. Quarrelsome people usually have, I have people leave the church and tell me that. Brother, I'm a Berean. I got to leave because you said this and the Bible didn't judge me. Go, bye. He ain't from no Berea. Don't even know where it is on the map. He's from Berea, Texas. <laughs> ain't that on your route, Gerard? <laughs> but this behavior leads to a life of arrogance. Quarrelsome people, let me say this again. Quarrelsome people usually have internal trust issues, so they doubt everything because they have internal trust issues. This behavior leads to a life of arrogance and pride that will prevent a person from being corrected and admonished. Y'all know somebody that just can't be corrected? Yeah, that quarrelsome spirit don't even allow them to be in the posture to be corrected because they're too arrogant and prideful. Don't want to be wrong. I know we talked about it last week. It's so stupid because folks that's prideful and arrogant and arrogant and don't want to be wrong, everything in their life is always wrong. Your fruit is showing. They're just defended. Oh, see, man, you know this and then, nah, bro. That's your fruit. Worms is in your fruit. This behavior leads to a life of arrogance and pride. Proverbs 12 and 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Ain't that what make him a fool? Because his way is right. In his own, will argue you doubt his way is right. You know, I've been, I, like I said, I've been talking to these musicians and different ones that's coming or whatever, and man, they talk to me five good minutes and then they got to go on their way. Because some real questions, you know, it's like that surface, hey, how you doing? I ain't talked to you in a while, you know, you just in that surface, and then when the conversation gets in, uh, all right, <laughs> all right, G, good, good talking to you because I got some questions. But then you still playing secular music? You still out there playing secular music? But, Doc, you know, I mean, the, you know the music I play? You know, I mean, it, it just, you know, it's just music. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really just music. I said, so the gospel music you play when you're playing in church, that's just music. So it really don't matter to God because you're just playing music. So it don't matter, right? Well, I mean, it matters to him. Why does it matter? I mean... It matters because I'm, I'm playing it. No, that ain't why. It matters because you're glorifying him, right? Yeah, that's it. I'm glorifying him. So when I play it, I'm glorifying him. So when you play the other music, I think that, you know, man, it's good. Tell Sabath I said hi. But don't do this. How long have I been doing it? Don't. Let's don't do this. So you got to know who you glorifying. You got to know, I mean, all of that. Our atmospheres, all this. I mean, have we talked about this for years? Y'all pretty much know the truth behind hip-hop, right? Do you? Most of you got it from there. I mean, I, and every, everything I preach in there, I believe to this day. So I'm careful what I listen to. I'm careful all of that. I'm in control of Apple Music. I don't take their suggestions either. So we got to make sure, hey, man, look, somebody looking like, oh, wait a minute now. No, no, we, we, we talking real here. We're going to live this thing. We're going to live it. Amen. So don't invite me over to watch the Players Club. And don't be trying to hide the DVD when I come over. Ain't no man supposed to be watching the Players Club. Uh, this the TV version. Nah, Doc. You remember the other version. 
And you watch the TV version, you gonna go get the other version. Man, let me turn it off. When it come on, don't get stuck on the channel. Oh man, I dropped the remote. Amen. Some of you women can't even go see Aquaman. Some of you don't need to see him coming out the water. Amen. You gotta have a you gotta know your limits. Look at somebody say, know your limits. Amen. If we're gonna live this thing. I'm in it to live this thing. I wanna amen. So I wanna stop all the devil's opportunities. This behavior leads to a life of arrogance and pride. Okay. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that will hearken unto wise, uh, unto counsel is what? So a person that will listen to counsel and say, man, thank you for coming to me, man. I needed you to come and bring me this counsel, man. I needed to, you know, I, I, I was out of line. I, yeah, I shouldn't have done that or whatever, man. I just, you know, thank you. That person, the Bible said, is wise on their way to being wise. But the person you come and correct, they looking for stuff wrong with you. That's variance. Can I keep preaching in here? Amen. You know, and this is ABC, you know, and I, I'm the pastor. Y'all know that, right? So if I come to you and you can't take what I'm saying, I'm going to ask you to, to move on. Amen. I'm going to ask you. I bring the brothers with me too. Brother, it's time for you to move on if you ain't going to listen to me. At one point. We all believe one thing and later learn that it may not have been true. As we grow in wisdom, we find that our beliefs and mindsets do what? Mature as we outgrow certain seasons of our life. Some of y'all thought you couldn't be filled with the Holy Ghost unless you, your eyes rolled to the back of your head, you bumped your head into something, spoke in tongues, and vomited. That was the formula. The nest had to come up. <laughs> yeah, but you believe that. Then when you got older, you found out, you know what? I don't have to hit my head on stuff. And I don't have to speak in tongues to prove I have the Holy Ghost. All I got to have is the fruit, if the fruit is what we're all judging with anyway. Oh, I'm preaching in here. You, you, but you outgrew that. Some of y'all walked around with the church script just in case somebody asked you questions if you was Pentecostal apostolic. You had it folded up in your wallet, didn't you, Jay? <laughs> folded up in your wallet, ready. Oh, yeah, brother, I got baptized the other day. Really, how'd you get baptized? Oh, I got baptized in the name of the Father and Son. No, hold up. First of all, they all won. Yeah, but now that you've gotten older and you come into the Knowledge of the truth, you realize, man, I was wilding when I was young. That was somebody got mad at another denomination and had to find a way to be different. That's all it was. And you got caught up in the middle. And you were defending them just to the out. And then found out after you got older, hey, you outgrew that season of your life. First Corinthians 13 and 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. That's why I tell married couples, uh-oh, let me, let me preach. That's why I tell married couples. When you have disagreements and arguments, keep it, keep, keep it to yourself. Yeah. And when he does something and wiles out and did, does something he shouldn't have done, keep it to yourself. Because when he gets it right, you're not going to be able to pull that information back in that you let out. Or when you get it right, you're not going to be able to pull it back. That's why the Bible said be discreet. Because when you mess up, 
You need a pass back without everyone else's opinion involved. I know I'm preaching. Yeah, you always need that pass back. So I tell them, that, be, do what the Bible says. Be discreet. Older women, teach the younger women to keep their business. Because that dude might change. Because you done told everything. And then you might have told one of your old musty girlfriends. And she put deodorant on for the first time. you like, girl, you got on deodorant because she's coming after him. Oh, so he did what? He be cheating. He be cheating. Yeah, he be cheating with old stanky girls. Really? That's me. Yeah, you tell the wrong girlfriend how, how creepish your husband is. Come home one day to a surprise. She the cleanup woman. You didn't know it. You didn't see her bucket and mop, sponge and soap in the back of her Altima. Why they always drive a Altima? <laughs> That's the cleanup car. First Corinthians... <laughs> I'm just playing. First Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I did what? I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I did what? I grew up. So my understanding as a child was one way. As I grew up, got older, I matured. Right? Right? That's why G. Craig Lewis of EX Ministries and the pastor of ABC... Brother, I got age limits. If you're a certain age, you can't tell me nothing. I ain't, I don't, I, brother, if I'm coming to you with something, don't say nothing. Because nothing you say matters. If you're a child and you're speaking as a child and thinking as a child. I'm a man. I put those things away. So I don't need your advice, young buck. Amen. And you're going to respect every year that I've spent before the Lord. Every year. Every tear I've shed, every drop of blood that has hit the ground. You're going to respect it. Or we don't have nothing to talk about. I'm seasoned in the faith. I'm not a novice. That's why folk don't need to pastor as a novice. That's why the Bible said a novice shouldn't pastor. They're going to lead everybody into condemnation and lead themselves into hell. That's what's wrong with these churches now. Pastors don't know nothing. Playing golf when they need to be studying the word. How are you going to teach the Bible and not teach a standard? We can all live and do whatever we want to do. What you preaching the Bible for? Let's just come in here and let the homosexuals just rip the stage up. If that's, if that's what this is about. You're not teaching righteous and holy living? Then what are we doing? Anybody not preaching the word and just preaching a bunch of emotion and just going to church for the sake of church so they can dress up? Brother, you're a novice. I don't care how long you've been doing it. You're still a novice. You haven't gotten into the word. If you got into the word, you'd preach the standard of the word. So y'all had this pastor tell me, Man, I'm, you know, most of my men, man, I just need you to come down and stop these folks from going to the Beyonce concert. I said, brother, they go to the Beyonce concert because your choir director look like her. And he's a man. Jayonce. <laughs>
He looked like Beyonce except his hands that long because he's a man. Beyonce would facial her, directing and singing, and you wondering why everybody at the concert. Brother, you don't have no standard. That's why. Because this is real. We're going to preach a standard in here. If we believe she worshiping the devil, what are you doing in the devil worship? But, you know, when I was a child, I speak as a child. So child, children going to do dumb stuff. So if you're young, you're going to do something dumb, okay. I'm going to check you, and I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Novice. The way I know you're a novice is because of what you did. This is why teachers of the word should be what? Seasoned. Never ate some chicken that wasn't seasoned. Chicken is like the worst thing you can eat unseasoned. Fish, you can get away with fish sometimes unseasoned. Some beef, you can cook beef, you get away with it. Because you can have flavor in the wood or in the, you know, Eddie, you know what I'm talking about, right? If you don't put some seasoning on some chicken, you might as well eat paper. Chicken demands seasoning, right? Because seasoning changes the flavor. It makes it savory and tastes better. That's why the Bible calls us salt of the earth. Because we change the flavor. We make it better. But he said if the salt don't have flavor, what good is it? Throw it away and walk over it. It's good for nothing. So a seasoned believer is somebody that's not ashamed to season stuff. Not ashamed to change the flavor. Oh, that's what you taste like right now? Get around me, brother. I'm going to change that. Just come around me. You know why? Because I'm seasoned. I don't hide what I believe. I don't have to act like you when I'm with you. You either going to act like me, I'm going to find somebody else to be with. Because I'm the seasoning. I'm seasoned. Season. I can't even go. I can't go to Beyonce concert because I'm too seasoned. If I sat in the audience, all the lights would shine on me. Who is this in here? Because I got too much flavor. I change what she's singing. Let her look down there and see me. You don't think she'll change what she's singing? You think she don't know who I am? That's what flavor. That's seasoning. So I'm a, if I'm a seasoned believer, I change stuff. So teachers of the word, God's chosen, chosen ones, they should be seasoned. If we are quarrelsome, then we will try to voice our youthful beliefs and totally disregard the fact that elders in the faith know more than those that are under them. Your youthful beliefs. Oh, they do it too. Pastor, you know, you, it's good what you're teaching, but you know, there's some things that I just don't agree with. Now, how old are you? Oh, I'm 25. You're not old enough to disagree with me. Or at least you're not old enough to tell me about it. I was telling somebody the other day, brother, don't question me. Because the ministry I'm doing is older than you. I started doing this before you was born, brother. You ain't got no questions for G. Craig. You better tell that, tell that to somebody else. 1 Timothy 3 and 6, not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he will fall into the what? Condemnation. He didn't know nothing. He didn't know what not to say. Sometimes it's about knowing what not to say. The difference between a novice and an expert. 
you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. A novice that questions elders and maintains a disposition of variance inhibits their own growth. When we cannot be corrected without attempting to find fault in those that correct us, then we are scorners, according to the Bible. Proverbs 9 and 8. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. So he's basically saying when you reprove a scorner, he's going to hate you. But he said if you rebuke a wise man, he will do what? He will love thee. I know I'm preaching. This is some good old word. Our upbringing usually dictates our learning posture. When we are taught authority in a structured household, then we can usually receive what is being taught and can apply it with ease. You can be rebuked if you've been taught how to be rebuked. Amen. If you got whoopings, you pretty much know how to handle these messages. You didn't know them beatings were going to help you in the ministry. Yeah. yeah, you listen. You know how to listen. You know how to respect authority. Amen. Some of you grew up under a single mama and she whipped you like she was a man. Her forearms got harried right when she was going to whip you. Swole up like poop deck pappy and beat the fire out of you. A tattoo of an anchor appeared on her shoulder. I mean, she just, whose arms are these? Don't worry about it. God give me a special beatdown anointing. Samson's hair grew long, my hair gets short and nappy. That's when you finna get beat. <laughs> Gotta go to the beauty shop when I'm done with this beating. But when you learn discipline at a young age, then you can handle discipline at an old age. Yeah. Then we can usually receive what is being taught and can apply with ease. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, what's going to happen? He will not what? He's not going to depart from it. He might do something dumb, but he's not going to depart from it. You did dumb stuff and you didn't depart. When we grow up with dominant mothers, mm -mm, when I say dominant mothers, I'm talking about mothers that took the power from the daddy. Weak or absent fathers or in traumatic experiences, this can manifest as trust issues. So, in these situations, if you hear your mama always talking about how rotten men are, then you're going to have trust issues with a man, with men when you grow up, whether you're male or female. Trauma, absentee fathers, weak fathers. Man, a weak father can do as much damage as an absent father. If he's sitting around and getting pushed around and knocked around and pulled around by his woman, that'd make a child never want that relationship. Hey, mama, where's that? Y'all, his old raggedy tail in there. <laughs> mama, don't you love him? I mean, you here. Just mean. Snatching him and put him. Come over here. Get over here. Hold my purse. Give it back. <laughs> I was in one church one time, man, and this dude, he was walking up to his wife, and she was arguing with him. Just arguing, arguing. Then she finally said, just go to the car. Go to the car. Just go, just go sit in the car and wait on me. I want to follow him out to his car. Take his keys and throw them on the freeway. But when children, see, the, 
The problem with that is children. Now, you may be a whipped Ahab and ain't never stood up to your wife. But if you do that in front of your children, you're going to mess them up. Your son's going to go get a woman to belittle them. And your daughter just going to strive because she's going to try to beat the need of a man. Oh, I just preached it here. Era man three is going down right now. Y'all didn't even know, did you? Women, y'all getting it? Thought you was going to miss it, didn't you? This causes us to distrust many of those that God put in our lives to help. So these trust issues mess up who God put in our life to help. You got a trust issue, you won't utilize what God put in your life. Tell some brothers, brother man, just, dude, don't bounce, man. Just stay here, man. I, I promise you I can help you. You can't help me. And then they just bounce, and they gone. And yeah, like, dude, I feel like God put me in your life to help you. But your trust issues won't even let you trust me. Mark 3 and 27, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first do what? Get that strong man bound. Then he's going to spoil everything. person that does not get healed from distrust will make their load heavy because they cannot confide or trust in God-given authority. They live in their own head and eventually implode for the lack of good quality leadership. So if you don't let nobody in, you're going to implode because you can't do this on your own. Please ask these 10 and 3. Ye also, when he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom does what? Faileth him. And he saith to everyone that he is a what? So if you're not calling yourself a fool when you introduce yourself, when we start watching you, we'll do it for you. <laughs> Everyone. You're saying it with your actions. Your wisdom has failed. You're saying it with your actions that you are a fool. Summary! As long as there is a church, there will be leaders of the church. Can I get an amen? You don't have a church without leaders. That's the dumbest thing about the black Hebrew Israelites. They don't have no leaders. So everybody's take is different. That's mass confusion. Long as there is a church, there will be leaders of the church. Unfortunately, there are corrupt leaders, teachers, and members in churches. Right? But we must pray to God to show us the motives and hearts of those that we select to lead us. So you don't have to go around asking about nobody. Ask the Lord about them. He'll shine a spotlight on them. They don't belong in your life, he'll show you. That pastor ain't teaching right and you don't need to be there, he's going to tell you. If you ask him. Ask him about me. Please. Please, don't be here if you haven't done that. Yeah, ask him. The Bible said, you will know them by their fruit. If leadership is, is led or manipulated by a woman, surrounded by a scandal, submitted to wayward organizations or compromising, then their fruit is speaking to you. Let me say, can I say that again? Because somebody didn't hear it. Hmm. You praying and asking God, should I be here? God said, hey, check the fruit. So if the ministry is led or manipulated by a woman, that's against the Bible. Surrounded by scandal, that's against the Bible. Qualifications. Submitted to wayward organization, that's against the Bible. Bad allegiances. Or compromising, that's wavering. If any of those are going on, then the fruit is speaking to you. You're ignoring it, but the fruit is telling you, flashing a sign. 
God will always protect us if we trust in him for guidance. But we still have to trust who we have chosen to lead us. If a person distrusts the leaders in the church they attend, then variance will eventually produce discord and many will be harmed. Folk don't leave by themselves. They sit up in that church with variance or they're going to find the varying opinions. I mean, like a ping pong ball. Me and my wife, oh, we just marvel at it sometimes. As the, the, soon as the band finished, ah, there they go. Boom, 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 bouncing back and forth, trying to find a varying opinion to yoke up with. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Man, good, good church, honey. Yeah, church, this, this is a good church, man. Yeah, you know, but, 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 but what? But, but, but what? 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 Is there variance there? I've been looking for you because I'm not cool with everything either. You're just a miserable somebody. Ugly self. You can't look good. Yeah, just wait. Just, I mean, what? almost about to pray, Lord, show me the ones that feel the way I do in Jesus' name. You demon. But we will still have to trust those who we have chosen to lead us. If a person distrusts the leader in the church they attend, that variance is going to set in. We must remember that if we choose to plant ourselves in a church, that it was our choice. Why are you punishing yourself and you chose to be there? How do people go to a church that they don't like? Or they have a problem with it? Why are you there? It's your choice. Oh, if the Lord would let me leave, I'd have been gone. He won't let me leave. <laughs> what? He won't let me leave. I, I, I'm called to be here. I'm called to help these folk. No, you're not. Leave. Watch it get better for them when you leave. There are no perfect leaders and all men are subject to error. Y'all know that, right? Takes maturity and growth to truly trust people despite their flaws, right? If we do not trust in the leadership of our church or continually question them, then we should leave, right? It's not proper to question the leadership if we disagree with what is being taught. Oh, see, somebody like, wait a minute now. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. You ain't God. No, I'm not God. I'm the pastor. And you ain't questioning me. You just leave. Questioning will not change anything because the position of leadership and the decision you made to be there are in conflict with one another. <laughs> you made the decision to be there. Now there's a conflict. You need to make another decision. If you have planted yourself there, then you are in the posture of receiving, not leading. Therefore, you must either find another fellowship that you are in agreement with wholeheartedly or stay there, stay silent, and do the whole eat the meat and spit out the bones thing. A life of constant spitting. I don't do the eat the meat and spit out the bones. I, I'm just not, I'm not going to be doing all that spitting. No, no, I'll just find somewhere else. Time! Look at somebody say time. Time is a great teacher in many cases. Listen, please. It will reveal. Oh, Rasha, ta-ta! It will reveal that what you felt or may have felt was not so or a misunderstanding based on ignorance. Meaning you're not smart enough to disagree yet. You're disagreeing based on youthful knowledge. But you're under a seasoned teacher. Folk that left the church 
Because they disagree. 20-something years old. Brother, you're not even old enough to understand enough to disagree. You're disagreeing based on youthful knowledge. If you just chill out, you might sit in there and start figuring things out and say, you know what, I, I'm glad I stayed. Because I was, at a, I was coming from a standpoint of immaturity or something that was being done reminded me of something else. But this pastor over time has helped me connect the dots and figure that out. It wasn't what he was preaching. It was the way I was feeling. But if I'd had him, if I'd made the decision to uproot my entire family because of youthful knowledge, then I would have made a mistake. But in the cases of obvious biblical contradictions and compromise, that's a no-brainer. Obvious Biblical contradictions and compromise, that's a no-brainer. When the church cannot provide sound doctrinal teaching, then what good is it to you? If there is compromise or no biblical standard of hell, then how can you expect the leader to lead you or your family righteously? If he ain't standing up for nothing, he ain't going to stand up for you. If he won't stand up for God, he ain't standing up for you. He's not even in it for God. If he won't stand up for God, a man that won't preach a moral standard in the church and expect everyone to adhere to it, he's not working for God. He's working for money. Hebrews 13 and 5. I know I preached in here. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips doing what? Giving thanks to his name. But listen, y'all, but to do good and to, and to communicate, forget not. But to do good and to what? Communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is what? Well pleased. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to do this. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your soul. So obviously he's talking about pastors. As they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live what? Everyone stand to your feet. Amen. So just pump the brakes on all the I disagree stuff. You might outgrow that. Especially if you look at your track record of decisions. You need to quit disagreeing with stuff. You make some bad decisions. Let's wait till your decisions get a little better. Let's wait till your fruit. Let's wait till you have some fruit proof of your decision making. Enjoy the service. And if there's something just, oh, see, I, now I disagree. Just hush. Give it time. You might change your mind. Ask the Lord first before you become internet Berea. And trying to expose folks. Let's ask the Lord first. God, am I, am, I, am I looking at this from every way? Show me, you know, show me if I'm out of line. Show me, Lord, before I make this decision to just jack, that could jack my whole family up, snatch my whole family. Before I make that decision, Father God, let me, let me just, just show me. Send someone, help me with this. Because I don't want to use my youthful mind. 
for something that requires being seasoned. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 